And uh, I believe He will. If we'll ask Him and be genuine and sincere, I think God helps tonight. Acts chapter number 27. We're not going to read all the verses, uh, but let's look down in verse number 9 if we could. Acts chapter number 27 and verse number 9. If you're there, say amen. amen. The Bible said, Now when much time was spent and when selling was now dangerous because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with much hurt, excuse me, will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the ladding and ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we sure need your help tonight. Now, God, I pray, Lord, you give me power and unction. Lord, I pray that I would not stand here alone, but God, that you'd help me. Lord, help your church tonight. God, if they're here, Lord, I pray they're here to not only hear and watch and see with their eyes and their ears, Lord, physically, but God, I pray their heart is in this place. And Lord, I pray that they would be obedient and receptive, Lord, to the Word of God. God, I can't preach tonight on my own, so Lord, if you would, please come by one more time and help me, God, to help your people. Lord, for what you do in this place, we'll thank you and praise you. For it's in Jesus' name that we do ask and pray and all the Lord's people. People said, Amen and Amen. You can be seated tonight. If I could tonight, briefly by way of introduction, I do want to remind you what we're reading here and uh, what's going on. Of course, we know that Paul has been taken prisoner and he has been set forth to go to Rome. He is to appear before the Roman Empire, the Roman government and be judged according to what they are labeling as his crimes. But we know this, that Paul is no criminal. Paul is a Christian. Are y'all going to say amen tonight? Uh, Paul is not a criminal, but Paul is a Christian. And Paul has been preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we understand the context. We know what's going on. But a few weeks ago when I began to read over this, the Lord spoke to my heart and showed me this passage maybe in a little different light than we have seen it, preached on it, maybe talked about it before. And I don't want to look at this storm. I want to look at your rock and I want to look at this ship and I want to look at these prisoners and I want to look at this preacher by the name of Paul and I want us to see a type and a picture of the church. Can I uh, say tonight that in this text I I see a few things. First of all, I want to remind us that at the head of every church is Christ. We understand that, but right under the Lord Jesus being the head of the church, the shepherd, if you will, the chief shepherd, my friend, under him is the under-shepherd or the pastor or the preacher. That's exactly what Paul is. And tonight I want to look at this boat, this ship, as a picture of the church. But we understand that not only do we have a preacher and a congregation, a church in the ship, but the Bible also makes much of these 
prisoners, if you will, as individuals. The Bible said this. We know the end of the story. They don't listen. Uh, Paul tells them it's not a good time to sell. But what do they do? They sell on and they believe the, uh, the master and the owner of the ship more than the uh, preacher man that's heard from God. And uh, we know this, that the ship busts apart. The Bible said that the entire ship is destroyed. It is utterly destroyed uh, but my friend their lives every man's life was spared in that storm can I say this tonight we just preached on uh, being born again this past Sunday uh, can I say you can be saved and uh, not just in eternity but God uh, saves us on this side of eternity and we can live our lives and we can we can go through our lives and we can finish our lives one of two ways uh, my friend we we can either stay together and do what God has told us to do and obey His Word and listen to the preaching of His Word and be what the church ought to be or we can do it our way and watch the thing spiral right down the middle, bust into a million pieces and float in on broken boards and planks. I don't know about you all tonight, but on a Wednesday night on the last, uh, up next to the last Last day of August in 2023, I would assume I'd rather go through this life and finish my life and sail in to the harbors of heaven on an unbroken ship. Can I get a witness tonight? I mean, listen, this ain't you. I mean, you can do what you want to, but dear God, do I got a handful that says, bless God, I don't want to barely make it in by the skin of my teeth, but I want to go on for the glory of God. I want my life to bring honor to His holy name. We find in the Bible said in verse number 10, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage. Can I remind you tonight what we're preaching on? I want to look at this text as a tight in the picture. And I want to preach a simple message entitled, How to Hurt Your Church. Can I say that Paul being the preacher has done everything he can possibly do. There's nothing left for Paul to do. He's told him it's not a good time to go. Uh, can I say my friend we preached on it. Uh, we're going to go back to it. Uh, but there's, there's, there's some things that we must examine in our lives concerning our going. Did you know there's a time to go and a time not to go? Uh, there's a time that you need to go and do some things and there's some times you need to hit the brakes. Uh, uh, my friend this is one of those times that Paul tells them it's not time to sell, but guess what? I feel like Paul a lot of times. Who cares what the preacher says? Y'all, I mean, listen to me. People act like preachers just get up and say whatever's on their mind, but if he's really doing what God's called him to do, he don't get to preach what's on his mind. Can I get a little help tonight? But there is a word from the Lord that is given unto a man of God, and God knows what you need when you need it and you ought to perk up and listen to what the Lord has to say through His preacher in your life. It'll help you not to hurt the church. And so we know the end of the story. There's a whole lot of hurt that comes out of this. There's a whole lot of harm, a whole lot of damage 
There are some things, my friend, that you are going to have to listen to the preacher on, the Word of God on, if you are going to live your life without hurting not just yourself, but your church. Can I say this evening? Paul has done all he can do. And when I read this text, I want to say a few things. I didn't say them last time. I'll say this. Number one, they left when they should have stayed. I mean, i got like three of you that's come for church tonight. They left when they should have stayed. Does that ring a bell concerning the church? I mean, y'all here, y'all focused on where we're at tonight. I said they left when they should have stayed. I'm going to say it to somebody besides Brother Chris gets it. These men left when they should have stayed. And they brought her into their lives. They brought her not just to the church, but to themselves. Listen to me. You are going to experience a strong temptation, not once or twice, but over and over and over and over again throughout your Christian life to leave when you should stay. I mean, that's just a fact. I, you say, oh, surely not. Listen, do you know how many times I've had to stay when I wanted to leave? I mean, I, I, look, I hate to let the air out of your balloon, but that's just the facts. I'm human like you are. I get discouraged like you are. I mean, ain't nothing. Listen, I'm not here to have a pity party, but I'm going to be honest. There's nothing worse as a pastor to, 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 to give your life to a group of people. You know, I don't just do this on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday. But when y'all are in the bed of sleep, I'm up and I'm up for you. And when y'all are down the road doing something, I'm thinking about you and I'm praying for you and I'm studying and preaching to try to help you. I mean, this is my life. It's not just two days a week. And there's nothing that hurts worse than to pour your life into other people's lives and them simply not care. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not here to pout and have a sob story, but I'm, I am being honest with you. That hurts. Now, I'm going to tell you what it tempts me to do, Brother Tony, is leave. The devil's so good at what he does. I, I don't know that I have been to a church, a visiting church in the last three or four or five years, that every time I go in and I preach, I mean, to them people, I'm the best thing since sliced bread. Now, y'all don't like that or maybe don't agree with that, but it's just how the way it works. I mean, everybody's at the back door, and I'm not bragging, I'm just I'm being honest with you. You can tell my countenance. I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm being honest. Everybody that comes by my way, my God, thank you, preacher. That helped me. So, I, mean, I mean, just weeping in tears, I'm thinking. I ain't seen nobody cry like that in our church in four years. Yeah. You're right, son. I, I mean, it seemed like every time I go somewhere, I preach for Brother Mike Norman at youth camp, and I mean, on one night, 15 people got saved. I ain't seen 15 people saved in three years here. You know what it makes me want to do? Leave. I can't, look, I'm not going to stand here lying to you people. I'm going to stand before God. Now, it's obviously the flesh where I've left. If it's the Lord pushing me to leave, I've done been gone. But every time when I'm tempted, even the devil works in the church world. 
You do realize he's not bothering those who are strung out on something and hung over drunk tonight. That's not who he's focused on. They're already slave to their sin. He's trying to get me and you to get out. He's trying to get me and you hurt. He's trying to get me and you discouraged. He's trying to get me and you to quit. I mean, he wants you to do something to hurt your church. And he'll even use God's blessing in my life and on my ministry. Try to get me to leave when I should stay. I'm not in no hurry. We, we didn't get past point one last time. We may not again tonight, but I'm just going to preach this the way God wants me to. Yeah. I'm being honest with you. It's hard Amen. to look out. I sing a song here. and you, I guess y'all want Alan Jackson or something to sing to you. I don't know. But I can go to Swamp Road at the end of the month and sing that. And there'll be 45 people in the altar. There'll be old ladies crying, hugging their prodigals. And there'll be some come home. Get right with God. Come back here on Sunday and sing it and y'all are like, I wish he'd hurry up. Know what it does? Makes me want to leave. Boy, it's heavy tonight, ain't it, Brother Tony? Brother Tony knows he, he says the truth because, because here's what I want you people to understand. I'm going to go to the end of this month and I'm going to preach at the Swamp Road Baptist Church. There's going to be 500 people there. And I'm going to get all the handshakes and all the $20 bills and all the free meals and all the Bible signings and all the requests for this song and all the shouting and running. And I think that's the best message I ever heard. And, and the whole time, you know where my heart's at? It's in London. Kentucky. Looking at people that are looking at me tonight like you could eat me. Don't even smile at them. But my heart's here. You know what the old flesh says? What the devil says? It's time to sail. There's a small, still voice. The Holy Ghost sings to me every now and then. Stand still. Yeah. And let God move. Standing still is hard to do. When you feel you have reached the end, He'll make a way for you. Stand still and let God move. I'm going to go ahead and sing that a little bit. When the enemy surrounds you and the walls are closing in when the tide is swiftly rising and you wonder where he's been friend there never was a moment that his arms were reaching out so you can rest assured and be secure. God is moving right now. Stand still and let God move. Standing still, it's hard to do. When you feel you have reached the end, He'll make 
This old flesh rears up. See, y'all think, why did you tell me? Did you say all that to make us feel bad? No. No. I, t- I want to say all that to say this. I know it's a struggle for y'all to stay in. Maybe for different reasons than me. But it's a struggle for me too. I want to sell. I hate to be, I wish I didn't have to be honest. I wish the Lord would let me lie. I lie and tell y'all this. I love coming here every service, and I, I mean, I just love the way y'all act every time I preach. And I, I wish I could tell you, that, but I, but I can't. You know what discourages me? Oh God, I'm hung up right here. So I can go back, Brother Tony, and some of these people's lives that's here tonight. That's dead as a doorknob. Now I can take you back to a time. And they were the ones shouting. And they were the ones crying. And they were the ones up, raising their hands or in the altar. I, I can take y'all, some of y'all, when you got saved or when you got baptized, you were so overwhelmed and you were so full and you were so excited and you were so zealous and fervent and you wanted to be here. You made sure that you were here to meet with God and now, even if you do come, you just come and there's nothing there that hurts your church. Amen. Hurts me. Hurts your family. And people that ain't rooted and grounded and don't know the voice of God and they run off their emotions, guess what they'll do? They'll sail when they should have stayed put. You want to know why people's left and they're going to come back? They're going to have to get up and realize they shouldn't never sail. But they sail because of what we, the areas we have lacked and the areas we have failed and the balls that, the, 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 the ball that we have dropped and, 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 the, and the lines that we have crossed and they don't know what to do. They're hurt by us. They're hurt by you. And so they sail. They move when they should have stayed put. Amen. You can make people. Did you know that? You can be the discourager instead of the encourager. We preached it last week. And I've got verses for all this. We may have get time to get to it. What does Hebrews 10, 24 say? And it starts like this, and let us consider one another to provoke one another to love and to good works. The Bible says, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as man some is, but so much the more as you see today approaching. What are we supposed to do? We are here, obviously, to worship God and pray and sing and shout and lift His name up, but then second to that, we are here to encourage one another. Did you know I could walk in any bar? I could walk in any any fitness place. I could walk in any school. I could walk in any place of business and preach and get the same response out of them that I get out of you most of the time. Come on. These things ought not be so. And we wonder why when people that come in, they're looking for something. They come in one Sunday, maybe two, and they check out. It's because they see y'all ain't moved. So why in God's name would they stay here? They're looking for something you're supposed to have. Amen. Good. Yes. You act just like everybody else 
not there. Like this is foreign or it's no longer good enough. You do know this is not a count show. You do know that this is not your weekly, two times a week entertainment. God didn't call me to entertain you. God called me to preach to you. And if you're saved and the Holy Ghost lives in you, He ought to be stirred up on the inside agreeing with His own book. And if He ain't, something's wrong somewhere. I know every service ain't shouting service. That's not what I'm trying to ask for. I'm just trying to ask y'all to evaluate yourself and see how maybe you could be doing or not doing something that's hurting this church. Yeah. Amen. You know what I'm being tonight? Paul. And I'm telling you what to do and what not to do according to his word. But some of going to do it your way. You know what's going to happen? You're going to be hurt and much damage. Not just to your life. This ought to bother you, but to the ship, which is the church. By the way, you may not think a lot of the church, but He does. You, you may not care a thing in the world about Brother Chris. You don't care what he thinks about you. Bless God, they think what they want to about me down there. I don't care. You better be careful who you're talking about. You're talking about his bride. I'll show them. Wait a minute. You're not just talking about the individuals here. You're talking about his bride. Bless God. I said it last week. I asked Brother Tony if he'd ever had anybody go on strike. You're not just protesting the preacher or the people. You're protesting your Savior. I'm going to sit here like a wooden Indian just so he'll know I'm not happy. Are you here for me? Right. No, sir. Hey, did you know I can do something that costs you up in the parking lot, but if I get up and preach that book, that book's still right. It's called, but listen, these are growing pains we're going through right now. You're number eight, and number eight in the Bible's new beginnings. It's where it's like starting over. It kind of feels like it, don't it? But guess what? I'm too crazy, and I'm too, I've got too much faith to go back to eight years ago when it was just me, the Holy Ghost, and a paintbrush. And if he took care of the church then, he'll take care of it now. But do your part to help this church and not hurt it. It's God's church. You ain't going to drive in the ground if he's, if he's the one in charge of it. But you can't hurt it. You can't hurt it. And I hate to be so honest, but we talked about it Sunday. You know why chastisement comes? It's out of love. This is real love, and I'm here to tell you, some of you tonight, you, you need to quit pushing the sermons off and just taking the notes and not listening. I mean, you take notes and you hear every word, but you can't tell me what I preached on. You don't hold on to nothing. It's because you're listening, but you're not hearing. You know what? Every one of those letters that was written to the seven churches, they started like this. Hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He's talking to us. And I've come to tell you tonight, some of you all are hurting this place. You don't even care. Y'all listen. I'm not mad. I'm broken hearted. 
little side road up by my house. That's where I've been walking back and forth. I just walk up, down, up, down. It, it ain't 100 yards maybe. A little road, all it does is go back to the railroad. I just get out there. There's no traffic on it. I just walk up it and down it. And I talk to the Lord. I was out there this morning. About 8 o'clock. Walking up and down. You know, you know what I'm for? What my wife? What my four children? What my mom, my dad, my sister? My papa is down alone in the nursing home with dementia. What my cousins who are lost, my aunts and uncles who are lost. I tried to pray for my family this morning. You wouldn't let me. You know what I had to pray for? All morning. Now here to get pat on the back. I'm, I'm being honest. I had to pray for y'all. You know what would be a shame if we get to the judgment seat of Christ and the Lord tells you, I care more about you than you care about yourself. I care more about your walk with Him than you did. Miss Leanne, I pray this morning for you. So God, thank you for putting Miss Leanne at that school. That helps mom over there. So, Lord, I'm honored that we have a church member that's part of that school down there where my son's at now. I said, God, I, I pray, Lord, that you'd put a hedge about that place, those people, those little children. God, I pray, Miss Leanne, but Sean, her two girls, that they'll see something in our church and in me they've never seen before. They'll feel something they've never felt before. They'll experience things they've never experienced before. You'll grow them in ways they've never grown before. God, please do that. Help our girls. God, are almost full-grown adults. You're hot to skip away from just being absolutely grown. And I keep doing that for y'all. And ain't gonna be doing that for y'all. I'm trying. And look, I know a teenager's wrong about Tony. Some of this that they go like, I don't get it. Why does he act that way? Why does he holler? Why does he look mad? Why does he do this? Why does he... I know how, because it all, you know, I hear it. If you girls don't ever remember anything else about me in this church, I want you, you too to hear me. There will always, as long as the Lord gives me grace to be here, there will always be a preacher who cares for you. Who loves you too. And he prays for you too. I don't care if, if you go off to college and you go to Southern California University. I don't care if you like me or you hate me. That's me no difference. Because I love y'all. I'm praying for y'all. Hear me, Biggie? I know, Mom, I don't know who he told you or not. I ruffled his feathers bad a couple weeks ago. I know I did. I didn't do it to hurt him. I'm going to tell you something. Ever since his little fabric got ruffled, he's been different. Wow. I said, Big E, I'm going to tell you something. I said, I've been changing you and it ain't been for the good. Now, 
that don't, that don't fly with some mamas and daddies. But I was willing to sit down with you and Brother John if I had to and tell you why I said it. Because I remember just a couple years ago, if anybody was leading in the kid, teenage department of being spiritual, it was Big E. If anybody was crying, it was him. If anybody was lifting their hands or running to the altar, it was him. If anybody approached me after the service wanting to know more about my sermon, it was him. The devil knows how to do things. He took that job down there started sowing some things and getting his heart colder, colder, harder. Now, you know, the Bible says this about the Lord. He is the potter and we are the what? And tell you what, the worst thing that can happen to some of y'all, and it's happening to you, it's happened to you, and you maybe tonight will change, is when you get hard. Yeah. You can't do nothing with clay that's hard enough. And you know the only way the potter's going to get you back soft and pliable? He's got to put you through the fire. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you people not to have to put yourself through fiery trials to soften up. You do know God gives you an option to hit the altar and say, I'm sorry, oh God, forgive me, and tenderize yourself without having to be put through the fire. Amen. Some people have been prisoners in the church. They won't listen to the preacher. They got to go through storms, about die. Your rock about got to kill them. Go through the fire, go through the fire, and then they'll drag in here with their hind legs, drag them behind them. Wounded, smell like vomit and pig slop. And they'll drag in here, wounded and hurt, bruised, and used and abused by this world. That's the way I was. That's why I sang that song. That's the way I was at 18. I look like an old dog been run over. I'm crawling to the altar. I had to go through fiery trials to get back pliable. And that process of me getting hard and hard, you know what I was doing? The whole time, I hurt my church. There's people down there when I wasn't there that still loved me. Even when I was there and I wasn't where I was supposed to be, they knew it. That hurt They still loved me. Try to get y'all to hear me tonight. If you're not careful, you'll leave and you should stay. You know, they didn't just they didn't just leave when they should have stayed. They lost what they should have kept. But Tony, they, they, they emptied the ship and they needed that stuff. They needed the tackling. They, they, they needed the supplies. They, when that storm, you rocked down, got the rock in their boat, and they was trying to lighten the ship so they didn't sink. I mean, the waves was crashing. Guess what? When you sail, when you should have stayed, it won't be long, you'll lose some things you should have kept. This is all new stuff. The Lord's giving me. Throw that text. He's feeding me. I had to throw precious cargo overboard. Amen. And they'd have never had to do it, Brother Chris. They'd just stay put. 
Some of y'all, if you're not careful, listen to me. You're going to lose some of the things that are the most precious to you. Oh, come on now. Yeah. You'll sell when you should have stayed. You know what I think about? I think about y'all and I hear that song, Stand Still. But I'm going to tell you what I see more than not. When I'm thinking about, I want to get out of here. I see my children. And I see my wife. Now, I don't care if I'm the world's greatest preacher or the world's worst preacher. I'm doing my family nothing but harm if I'm preaching anywhere outside of the will of God. Amen. It's been several years ago. Y'all remember when that church out in Knoxville tried to bring me on, wanted me to pastor, offered me $2,500 a week. That's, that's like a million dollars to a broke man. Told me I didn't have to move. I was young. Thank God I still had enough sense in the sermon. Said, you don't have to move. It's hour, hour and a half drive. You can just drive in, drive out. Something major and important. We'll give you time to get here. Anything else through the week. Sickness, visits, whatever it may be. We've got staff. We've got staff members. We've got deacons. I mean, we got your salary. We've got a parsonage. We, I mean, we're supplying the car. We'll give you everything at the time I did not have. And I thought, in my flesh, I thought, dear God, it's time to go. My Holy Ghost snuggled up. When the enemy surrounds you and the walls are closing in. That's why I was living here. When the tide is swiftly rising and you wonder where he's been. Friend, there never was a moment I couldn't see it. But that his arms weren't reaching out. You can rest ashore and be secure. God is moving right now. Stand still and let God move. Standing still. It's hard to do. When you feel you have reached the end, He'll make a way for you. Stand still and let God move. What well, do you want after that? Then walk knucklehead. Right after that. You remember how many people here, don't you? Not very many. Lay men here. I mean, there's a lot more here. Way more here than I was then. I wanted to sail. I'm just being honest. I wanted to sail. And then walk over to Shelby, a little Erica, who we just baptized Sunday. Just them two, and they sit down right here. And I preached on denying yourself, taking up your cross, and following Jesus. Here comes one more precious piece of cargo. Yeah. Amen. Where is it? I want to tell you something tonight. You've let me down. You've got my nerves. You've made me mad. And I've done all the same things to you. But you look in my eyes. You 
our precious condo. Because I didn't buy him. I couldn't afford him. I could have shed every ounce of my blood and I still couldn't have bought him. He is the most precious jewel in the jewelry box to the Lord Jesus. And you know what happened? If I'd have sailed when I should have stayed put, if I'd have left when I should have stayed, I lost what I should have kept. You had an option a couple months ago to sail. You know what you could have done? You could have sailed. But you lost what you should have kept. You did sail. But you came back. And had you not, you still got a young over there. Mama's holding Yes, hey. He never came back. That may have been all he needed. I'm going to tell you something. I wants to be just like daddy. Colson wants to be just like his daddy. If your daddy is a rebel and a stay at home and mad at God, mad at the church, is a good possibility. That's what Colson would have turned out to be. You would have still been saved, see? You would have floated in on a busted board and a plank. And then when he stood at the great white throne, wouldn't it have been an awful sight to see your son walk up lost? You know what you have done? You lost what you should have kept. I'm smiling the Holy Ghost tonight. Hope you all okay with this. You all can't sail when you're supposed to stay. Amen. Because when you do, when you leave when you're supposed to stay, you'll lose what you're supposed to keep. Autumn, we have had our ups and downs. You may leave tonight, but as of right now, you are here. You've tried to sail more than once. What about her? Listen to me right now. You're in no competition with the church of whether the church likes you or her, her more. We love you both. You know what your job is? To show her what I'm saying every week is right. She'll have a mama bring her in here. She'll have a daddy bring her in here. She don't have a grandpa or a grandma or an aunt or an uncle. Listen to me. She's got you. Amen. You. It's what she has. Yes. And if you sail, and you should stay, you may lose some things you should have held on to. Again. This is bigger than you, Adam. You listening to me? Bigger than you. Amen. She needs you. And because she needs you, we need you. Y'all feel that? Yeah. You can't say all you're supposed to say. Amen.
There's a bunch of them. This net. It's going to be years. They're coming back. I'm not a prophet. Of course, I'm a prophet, but I just know how it works. They're coming back. But listen to me, they're coming back with some precious things, God. They're coming back with, with porn sales and beat on beating and battered boards. But listen to me, it's our job to make sure we keep doing this for one another so they got somewhere to come back to. Amen. Yes, sir. It's our job to sacrifice for this church so they've got a church to come back to. Amen. I know there's other churches, but listen to me. Not every church is just your church. God has a fit for you and your family. Y'all, everybody in here could pack up and go join a different church Sunday morning, but it don't mean you're in the right place. You just yoke up with the wrong church out of the will of God, you are going down. You hurt your church in the process, but you're going to bring great hurt and great much damage to yourself. You remember my first point last week? That hurts your church. Number one, you hurt your church when you fail and you're going. Yeah. You know, it's vitally important for you to be here. We don't count heads. We don't have a scoreboard. I'm not against churches that have good number of boards, I took them down because I'm be honest with you, they discouraged me more than encouraged me. So I took the jokers down. I didn't want a scoreboard in the back. Because nobody else might pay attention, but every time I walk past it, I look. And most of the time I see decline. Decline in attendance or Maybe the tents was up, declining the giving, or maybe the giving was up, but declining Bibles brought, or whatever the case may be. Decline Sunday schools. So I took them down. Can I say tonight? We can't fail. We can't hurt our church in our going. It may just be one service to you, or two services, or one week, or a couple services a month. It's not a huge deal. I'm not here to get a soft story, but again, Brother Tony, you know this. You've been pastoring and preaching way longer than me. This is truth. You know what I'm fixing to say is going to be 100% truth. You may not care, okay? But I'm going to be honest with you and share my heart with you. If nobody else notices and nobody else is hurt or nobody else is bothered by you not being here, I am. It hurt. I mean, you can call me a baby. But I didn't ask for this heart. And if I could, I'd get rid of it. I would take this heart from these sheep and throw it in the deepest hole in the lake somewhere if I could. It kills me. You'll never know because God's not called you into this. But if any of you men ever get here, you'll remember this and you'll see what I'm talking about. And you'll call me up and say, Brother Josh, I never knew, but now I know I'm sorry I hurt you that way. Mark my word, they'll do it. 
It ain't about me. I'm just being honest with you. I said all I say is, I didn't pay a dime for the bride. If it hurts the under shepherd's heart like that, I wonder. I'm talking about the Lamb of God. Does anybody care? I'm talking about Jesus. God manifest in the flesh who was strung out but naked before the world. They spit in his face. They punched him. They, they, they plucked his beard. They pulled his beard. They, they beat him with a cow. I mean, we can't even fathom what all he went through. He got it from you. I wonder how he feels. And all he's asking you is to be faithful to come fellowship with him two days a week in his house. I wonder how he feels having gone through all that for you to just go ahead and fulfill your obligations or your plans over his. You're hurting the church. You bring much damage to yourself. Some of y'all's listening, some of you ain't. But I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And when you fail and you're going, do you remember what that says about you and what you're saying about yourself? Number one, you're okay with forsaking the assembly. Number two, you're okay with deforming the anatomy. We are a body. I can take you to all these scriptures. I'm not for sake of time. I've done preached them. We are a body. You say, I ain't nothing to church. I don't teach a class. I don't preach. I don't sing. I don't have no obligation. I just show up. I'm nothing. So let's look at the church as a body. You're nothing. Okay. So if I had to find something that's a nothing on me right now, let's just say, mm, what's insignificant on the body? Well, really nothing. It's all important. You say, but, but Brother Josh, you're the, you're, you're, you're the, you're the, the chat, you're the heart. You're the upper body strength. You're the, you're the chest, the back, and the arms of the church. Okay? I am for the little toe. Cut it off. See how much you can do with upper body strength then when you can't walk. See, you're making me less effective. Because I'm part of the body just like you are. Brother Tony? I'm so glad you've been coming this last couple of services. I think it's ordained of God that you've been here. It's helped me to preach this. Let me ask you, brother, in front of all these people, this man's been preaching for long, three times longer than I've been living, probably. Not three times, but longer. How many times have you opened your Bible, stood up and preached, and right before you got started, it was like somebody threw a javelin through your, your heart? Because so and so just wasn't there. You don't think it affects us? It hurts us bad. I'll be honest, there's certain, there's certain messages God gives me. When He gives them to me, He gives me faces with them. I know who it's for sometimes. You know what hurts me? And it hurts God? When I stand up and He's given me a word for you, you're not. And I preach it anyways because it's all God give me. And I thank the Lord. 
I know when you was giving that to me. I know it was going to help them. You showed that to me. Lord, I can feel that. I know it was going to help them. You know what I had to learn one time? You are going to answer. Yeah. While you weren't there, when God had a word for you. That's why he still makes us preach them. Because you missed out on that thing that you needed. It wasn't God's fault. It was your fault. You hurt your church when you tell them you're going. Not only is it saying that you're okay with forsaking the assembly and deforming the anatomy, but then it shows that you're willing and able and embracing feeding the wrong appetite. You know what this does? It builds you up spiritually. feeds you. Right. You don't come here, you're telling me you can care less if you grow spiritually or not. But here's the big one. That's what we preach. It's just review. The biggest one of them all is it says you're okay with forbidding the Almighty. Because in Matthew, the Bible says, just where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I will be in the midst of them. Yeah. It's one thing not to care if you see me on Sunday, but what about him? You okay with forbidding him? When you fail and you're going, that's what you're doing. I ain't going to point two. I ain't got time. Sorry, y'all didn't get another same old stuff. But I'm say this, going back to the introduction, which was the message. They left when they should have stayed. They lost some things they should have kept. But hear this right here. I may mention that this Sunday. They had to learn some things that they could have listened to. Listen to me. I'm telling you, but some of y'all are not going to listen, therefore you're going to learn. I had an option as a child, Brother Tony, when my dad said something, I could listen. Or I could go against what he said and learn as to why he said it. You know what they done? I'd say about me and Eurachlodon. They had a sweet heavenly revelation. Of a, of, a, of a crippled up, wounded up preacher by the name of Paul. Saying, sirs, hold on a minute, I got a word. Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with much hurt and much damage. Here goes the nutcase again. Oh, does he ever stop? He's fixing to be incarcerated, maybe put to death over this nonsense. I'll tell you what, let's just go see. Let's go down to the owner of the ship. You know, the worldly man who had evidently enough money to have a ship. You know, the hierarchy of the carnal side. What do you think about it? I think you don't know what he's talking about. How many times do y'all hear that in your car on the way home right here? You know what it's trying to do? Trying to make you learn the hard way that you could have simply listened. Yeah. I perceive that this voyage will be with her and much damage. We don't need to sail, sirs. It's going to be dangerous. Not only to the 
the ship, but also to the harm and hurt of your own lives. He's 30 years old. Who does he think he is? I could be his mother. I could be his father. I'm old enough to be his grandfather or his grandmother. Look at here. Ain't none of that means squat to God. That's right. Right. That's right. And I don't say this arrogantly. He can kill me if I'm lying. There's a reason I'm preaching and you're not. Brother Tony, God the Holy Ghost knows my heart in that statement. If I reverence any man in this building tonight, that's an old soldier right there. Amen. Guess what? He showed up to listen to the young lad. And he's come back more than once. You know what it tells me? He must be persuaded that I'm not just up here saying words. That he wouldn't be here but he knows and I know that God has called me to do what I'm doing. Amen. Therefore, numbers and age and years and experience and blah, 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 it all goes out the window. Because I'm the Paul. Brother Tony, I've done told you if I could have got out of it, I would have a thousand times. But God's put a Paul in this ship. I can see some things sometimes. And I'll say, I perceive that the boys you're fixing to take are going to bring hurt and much harm and much damage. Some of y'all are going to have to leave when you should have stayed and lose what you should have kept to learn what you could listen to. So tonight, I want to ask you something. When are you really just going to fall out before God on your face? Say, God, I've been here. What can I do to stop being a hurt and start being a help? Some of y'all were so much of a help when you first got in. You helped this church more when you didn't know nothing. Now you know some things and you ain't helping nothing. You're hurting something. I won't be the one that this thing busts up the middle of because of me. Do you know how much we got for? If I leave and should have stayed, he might still get saved. But he's going to float in on an old busted up plank. God's going to say, all right. Y'all could have all went in together on the ship. But you floated in separately. Divided. Beaten up. Splintered up. Bruised up. Cut up. Nearly drowned. And I would hate to be this one. But what if God looked at you and said, the reason that church, that ship, blowed apart was you. Now, Brother Tony, you know as well as I do, it don't take five or ten. One person. That scares me to death. It just takes one of y'all. You understand that? A little leaven 
loveth the whole life. That's why I try to stay on top of things if I see them. Because I don't want you destroying. I don't want me destroying what God has created. I don't want that on me, Brother Jonathan Troutman. Brother Jonathan had a great ship. Y'all was going to take many great voyages. But you want to listen. And the reason all them people floated in on planks is your fault. I don't want that. Now, if y'all okay with that, more power to you. But I want to do what I can do to help this place. Amen. You know what that means sometimes, Brother Chris? That means giving when I don't have to give. I'm doing it for this place. That means going when I don't want to go. But I'm doing it for this place. That means, that means sacrificing. Putting up with. Forgiving, apologizing. You know how many times I've had to look people in this church in their eyeballs and say, I'm sorry, I wasn't in the wrong? Why'd you do it? Because this is more important than this. You know how many times I've had to look at somebody and think, I cannot believe. But I had to bite my tongue. You know how many times I've had to do it? Countless. Why'd you do that? Your pastor should have swung them out. Yeah, but I could have run them off. Right. Now, if that book runs them off, that's 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 when I'm the Lord. But if it's something I've done out of my own emotion, my own anger, and I've been there, Brother Chris, trying to learn from it. I've run them off being stupid, Brother Tony. Sorry. The people that ought to be here today, you know why this all is? It's mine. But I hope to God that I never do it again. Hey. And next time it comes across your mind, your tongue starts flickering like vipers to say something or to strike, be very careful. Amen. Because that person is not your bride. Yes. You'll hurt your church. And when you hurt your church, you're not careful, you'll leave and you should have stayed. You'll lose what you should have kept, and you'll have to learn what you could have listened to. Everything that I just said happened in that text. They had to learn about your rock and roll because they wouldn't listen. They had to lose some of the most precious things they ever they all owned. It was in the possession of the ship. They had to lose them and they could have kept them if they just listened. Stay put, but they left. They should stay. You need to do some real evaluation tonight. Here's what I'd do. I'd encourage everybody to say, God, I want you to show me and help me open my eyes. Some of y'all don't know you've been hurting the church. Fix it. Ain't too much to ask, is it? It ain't my church. It's his church. It's your church. It's his church. We just get to be a part of it. Some of y'all, maybe you don't, you're not sure. I, I, I had to get that book 
and a, as a looking glass, and I'd look in and say, God, am I one? If I am, how? And how do I fix it? Is everybody here tonight? We're done. I'm done. I didn't get point number two. Didn't get point number three. But we're going to take our time through this. Because I'm interested in this ship sailing into the harbors of heaven in one piece. I won't be responsible for busting it. Let's all stand. Father, we love you. Please, Lord, take my efforts tonight to help your people and bless it.